We welcome in our friend, uh, National College Football Analyst with ESPN. He is Tom Luganbill on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. How you doing, bud? I'm great, man. How are you doing? Good, dude. You know, we're going to have Jason Campbell on at 930. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. You know, Jason's from Taylorsville, Mississippi. Um, mm-hmm. you, you know this. He signed with Tuberville, went to Auburn. In 04, they went undefeated with Cadillac and Ronnie, Jason, and that, that defense. And then he went, went on to play in the NFL. Now, I was crushed as, as a, as a uh, I guess I was in my 20s, because this came down to a, a Jackie Sherrill, Tommy Tuberville recruiting battle, Luke's. And mm-hmm. at that time, Jason Campbell had an older brother on the Mississippi State football team that was a multi-year starter at linebacker for Jolie Dunn. And man, MSU fans thought, you know, they were going to get him. But uh, Tubbs comes in, he signs with Auburn, the rest is history. You know, now he's the Auburn color analyst. Did you know that, Luke? Yeah, I did know that for radio, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I did know that. Yep. Uh, you remember watching him play at Auburn? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Al Borges was the offensive coordinator of those teams. You had the two running backs. You had the two receivers whose names were hard to pronounce. Do you remember those guys? I do remember them, but I can't remember their names. I yeah. can't either. I know. I just remember it was always, I was always getting them mixed up. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Ronnie and Kat, I always thought, so, so the national narrative, and you may, you may think this too, but I'll never forget this. I just started doing sports talk radio in 2003, Luke's, and the national narrative that next year when Auburn went undefeated was because Southern Cal was on a roll, was that Southern yep. Cal, even though they didn't get to, to, to play each other, was that they would, that Southern Cal would blow them out. I don't think that's true, and here's why. Because Auburn would have been able to run the football and they had defense and they could have milked. Now, Southern Cal may have won, but there were people that were like, it'd be 45 to 7. And I don't agree that it would no, if they had matched no. up, Luke's. I don't either. I think they would have pulled away maybe late um, just because of the skill offensively that was on that FC team. Um, but no, I agree with you. I, I don't think that would have happened. They gave up 11 points a game that year. Auburn did, <laughs> you know, and that was Tuberville's side of the ball at Miami and Texas A&M before he became a head coach. Oh, absolutely. You know, oh, absolutely. So that dude, you know, he turned that Ole Miss program. Ole Miss was on massive probation. Uh, that was when I was in college when Tuberville took, uh, well, technically Billy Brewers, but Joey Dunn did an interim year and mm-hmm. Tuberville comes in and Ole Miss has been just hammered on NCAA uh, infractions. And Tuberville flipped that program in literally overnight, um, and and the rest is history. But yeah, so we're gonna have Campbell on, and then we're. I was texting back and forth with with Ronnie Brown, and he's coming on to share his draft experience. Uh, how about this? Ronnie Brown's now a stockbroker in Atlanta, and he does stuff for <laughs> Auburn too. Did you know that? I didn't know that. I thought he might have made enough money to not have to do anything. Yeah, he's in the Buckhead office in Atlanta. So oh, I just wow. I just found that cool. out um, this week. We had Fred Smoot on a couple of days ago, and he shared his his draft experience. Uh, Luke's. I want I want to get your thoughts. He's he was drafted in the second round, right before mm-hmm. the Washington Redskins. Now the Commanders, right before the Redskins drafted him, Jerry Jones called him and said, "We're drafting you if you're there." 
And 10 minutes later, the Redskins commanders drafted him. He had rented out a sports bar here in Jackson in 2001. This is funny. And I asked Smoot when he got his seven-figure check, I said, was it direct deposit back then? And he went, no, they wrote me a check. I had to take it home and take a picture of it because we didn't have cameras on our phone. How about that? (laughs) Can you imagine? No. No. $1.2 million check. He took it home in North Virginia, wherever he was, condo apartment at that time. And takes a picture of it and then goes and puts it on the in the bank. And he said, that's when I realized what taxes were all about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, get out and vote. That's right. That's right. That's right. And so I thought that was that was good. And we we uh he talked about the private plane coming to get him. And then three, we talked about family members asking for money. And Smoot yeah. Smoot has uh, he kept a ton of his money, which I, I love it when players do that. And he just said, man, once you say yes once, 30 days later, they forget that you gave them money 30 days ago. I bet you've heard that story. Oh, yeah. I mean, that that's the thing. It's like, you ever heard the phrase, money makes you more of what you already are? Yeah. Right? And that can be good and bad. But you start to get these hanger-oners and these runners and these third parties and these guys that are quote-unquote your friends, and they're not your friends, right? And next thing you know, you should be independently wealthy, and instead you are having to go get a job in the real world when you had actually made enough money to never have to work another day in your life. That's, That's sad. You know, it really is. 